Today's episode of Off The Block Swimming Podcast is proudly brought to you by our great sponsors, DMC Fins. DMC Fins are the best training fins in the business. Just have a look around in everybody's kit bag on pool deck and there's a pair of DMC Fins in there. Swimmers, surfers, they're all using DMC Fins as their choice of aquatic propulsion. Even superstar Cody Simpson is using DMC Fins to help with his training towards Paris 2024. Head over to dmcfins.com.au right now for all the latest deals and discounts on fins as well as hand paddles and other training aids and use the promotion code OFF THE BLOCKS for a 10% discount at checkout. Australia in four, the United States in five. Off, McKenzie at the bottom, Stubbins of Schlanger in six, then to the yellow lane, Henry. Green start, Newell's got into the water quickly, but so did Joyce. The short of Germany was away well. They'll go to the wall all together. Pick that one. Bloomer and back ahead of Manuel and Herisch Amenya. What a shot, Peterson stumps her authority on another 200 press goal. Now Henry is starting to come out now. Henry throwing Linden down. Linden and Henry. Henry and Linden. They hit it. Jody Henry of Australia shading. Jenny Thompson has taken the lead here. The Australians have only won this race once. It was with Dawn Fraser in 1956. Henry's moving away. She's going to win it for Australia. This has been a remarkable last leg. Jody Henry is going to bring Australia home for what will be yes! a victory. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Shannon Rollison podcast for another week. I'm your host, Robbie Cox, joined by the man himself, Mr. Shannon Rollison. Shannon, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, Robbie. Been busy this morning, but um, uh, yeah, no complaints. Yeah, we can tell you've been busy just by the pause. You know, when you say to someone, How you been? and they go, yeah, not bad. We think, oh, it's been a big day. It's been a big day. <laughs> but a competition committee meeting last night, um, and that they tried to keep that to an hour. Well, that went for two. Yeah, always blows out. Yeah, and then the half-hour meeting that I just got off, uh, <laughs> that went for an hour and a half. Yep, of course. So, yeah, meetings always blow out. This is why no one wants to get on committees and for the clubs and stuff because everyone promises them, oh, it's okay, it's quite an easy job, get on the committee. Next minute, their Thursday night's gone because <laughs> every time they're just sitting there wailing away, there's always someone who wants to talk for too long and get their agendas through even though no one else is interested. We're here to talk about this today, you know, Narelle, and it's usually a Narelle or a Karen or someone like that. <laughs> And they've they've got their own agenda list that they've brought in. It's never the same as what you've got or what you've told people we're talking about today. Uh, and yeah, that's when that's when all your committee meetings and things like that, all your, everyone's meetings get derailed because someone's brought in their own agenda list, which does not match up to what you're supposed to be talking about today. Uh, I feel for you, Shannon. I feel for you. I do now. Um, it's, we've been we've had a break because um, you and I were both away and busy. And um, David Clark jumped in with off the blocks and did a, a bit of a history on open water swimming, which was really good. That's what came out last week. But you and I haven't been on for a little bit, so we've been busy. Shannon, let's let's go straight into your um, time and your trip away over in Adelaide. I saw from the results you guys did did pretty well. Got to be happy with that. Yes. Yeah, so. Uh... 
thanks. It um it went basically all as planned, really. So uh, um I think I mentioned that yeah you know, I wanted them to swim as well at that meet as they did at least as 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 well as what they did in December. And um, uh, yeah, they went better actually. So um, so it was good. So I only had four days off at uh, Christmas, so it was worth it. <laughs> I would have been uh, <laughs> an unhappy coach. <laughs> but uh, I was really, really happy. I thought it was a great meet. Um, first time I've been to South America, uh, South America, um, South Australia, and they ran it really well. Yep. Um, you know, two hours in the morning, two hours in finals. Finals started five, finished at seven, so you weren't too late. Um, it's a great, great place. Um, had a good chat with, you know, the coaches because the, the New South Wales Flippers squad was there. Yep. So we were sort of tagging along with them, uh, which was great. John and Lee um, led that up. Um, and um, so, so had plenty, good co- plenty of good coach chat. Um, and I was saying if I was a young coach, you know, Adelaide would be on my, my list. Mm. Um, I think there's, you know, I, I think that they have a bit of trouble with pool space, and I think the old North Aquatic Pool Aquatic Centre at North Adelaide is getting revamped, so it okay. might be better. But I just think there's a big opportunity. You know, there's one one and a half million people, and you know, so I think um, yeah, if I was young and trying to make my mark and uh, Adelaide be on my list. Yeah, it's not a bad city, um, <clears throat> especially down there. Depending on where you go, we always stay in like Glenelg or Brighton and stuff like that for open water. Yeah, um, it's a, yeah, it's a great place. FYI, I'd, I'd like to also go to South America for a meet. I think South America would be a great meet, Shannon, to go to as well. Somewhere um, over there, I'm big. I totally disagree. I'm back. I'm big on the Latina culture and the food and the. Oh, please get me there. Uh, well, but <laughs> that was a topic on the weekend. <laughs> Six places to go in the world, and yeah, South America wasn't on my list. No, oh, no, no. you've got to, you've got to get out there. You can go with Elsbeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, you're right. With South Australia, Adelaide's a great place, and uh, I saw Bronte um, went pretty quick, especially in the hundred. She she swam pretty well. Yeah, fifty three thirty, and. Uh, Michaela asked me, what, what time do you reckon she's going to go? I said, oh, just looking at a warm-up. Um, looked pretty good in the warm-up and that. And I said, oh, 53.30. Yeah. <laughs> I should have said it faster. <laughs> yeah, it was good. The back end was quite good, 27.2. Um, so I was, I, was, I was pleased with that. She was quite happy with that. Um, so. Um, do I see Ava won the 50 breast? Yeah, Ava won the 50 bucks. <laughs> it wasn't a PB or anything, no. but um, a good experience because they have you got to go top three to make the final. Um, and there were some Victorians over and stuff like that. Uh, another watering squad came across, and um, so some events were quite strong. Like the women's yep. turn it back, there was like seven interstates, and Barry Prime came down with some Queensland country kids. Um, a development squad there. So I think, like, the women's turn it back, there was, like, seven people with only three spots from the visitors. Um, 
And Meg Meg Senior swam really well. Um, she dropped from a two fifteen to a two fourteen four, and two fourteen four won the A final. So, uh, so um, all in all, pretty good. It was good, yeah, good for Ava to 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 win because she's basically swimming all the senior meets this season. So, um, sort of thought, oh, you know, not going to get on the dice anywhere. But anyway, got a bronze in the hundred and a the gold in the 50 and kicked out one of my older breaststrokers relegated her to the B. So um, (laughs) they're still talking, so it's all good. Um, And um, Abby Abby Webb swam quite well. I was happy with her, you know, 159 in December and then she was 158 in in Adelaide with a a 59 uh, second half of the race. So, she was good, and she did a PB in the fifty free as well. So um, she's tracking along, all right. So it was a successful trip, Shannon. I'm mm. glad because you were excited for that. You'd been pumping that one up for a while. You were, yeah, ready to go. So, uh, and everyone, you? yeah, everyone that um, that went down there raves about how what a great time they had. Did you get a chance to go see the cycling? Uh, only walking during the day. I, I watched a bit on TV and then I went up to where they're all sort of, you know, they start and it's sort of like, I don't know, what you call it, the hub or whatever yeah. in the city. And there's plenty of cyclists around. Um, so it's a good place to cycle. Do they have good weather for it or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, actually, it was a bit, it was cooler at, at night than what I thought. Um, pretty warm during the day. You know, it was like 30. 35 to 37 mm. um and the cricket was on as well i think i think there was a i think there was someone playing cricket but you know there's always someone playing cricket somewhere it's gonna say i'm sure there was someone playing cricket yeah you might you might you might be right there <laughs> oh, <laughs> Way too much a, cricket being played. one of your best i'm sure there was someone playing cricket um <laughs> yeah no open water was on last week uh, over in bustleton um it was a nice town. It was a good good week of um, of weather, that's for sure. I mean, everyone, I came back. Everyone thinks I've been on holidays because got this tan. I got bur- I got burnt really bad on the first day. Oh, rookie error. I know, I know. Well, you know, I like to say I, I think about other people first more oh. than I think about myself. You know, I wake up in the morning and the first thing on my mind is because we we had to start early. Some of those um, races were on at seven a.m., so we had to be at the beach at 5.30, you're not thinking about sunscreen at 5.30, you know, you're getting the numbers on, you get your warm-up in. And so by the by the time I started to feel like, oh, I think I'm getting a bit burnt here, it was too late. The damage was done. So um, unfortunately, yeah, I've come back, people think I've been on a holiday. As I told you, my wife already thinks that's where I go when we go on work trips. <laughs> I'm on a holiday. So that didn't help coming back looking, t- <laughs> looking tanned. Um she told me I look like. Do you ever watch Christmas with the Cranks? No. With Tim Allen. Anyway, he, he goes and gets a um, a tan in a tanning salon, stays in there too long, and comes out <laughs> red with his goggles. And she told me I look like Tim Allen. So, thought that was a huge compliment. Um, but the weather over in Bustleton was great. Uh, water was perfect. Uh, not as many stingers as last year, which was equally as good. Um, just before I forget, I want to give a few um, mentions to, to some of these people. So Tommy Raymond, um, Robert Bonzel, and Sam Thorpe. Um, Sam Thorpe won the age group 10K and 
Tommy Raymond won the Open 10K. Um, Tommy Bonds was second. That was a, a great race, especially towards the end. Um, it's funny how you, it's 10 kilometres, but swimmers can still stay with each other for that long to come down to a touch in a 10K. Mm. Um, and Taylor Martin, who did a great job for the Carlisle Group and for uh, Chris Nesbitt, um, she won the 10K over there as well, which I thought was great for her um, and her experience. Um, David Clark on the podcast last week, if anyone was listening, did mention, I think that might've been Chris's sixth individual open water national champion. Yeah. Um, which I think puts him by himself. I know JR's had a few more, um, titles, but all from three different swimmers where Chris has had six individual separate swimmers. So congratulations to, to Chris and, and the Carlisle team. Uh, and just a, a selfish one, a special one, Emily Braun, who um, is on made the junior Australian team. I used to coach her up at Albany Creek. She didn't really learn anything from me. She's doing all this on her own and with her great coaching team now. But I always love seeing kids that I've coached make teams and continue to do well. So congratulations to her. And finally, Noosa. Noosa. Uh, they had a 1,000 kids up uh, over there and did a, a really good job. They won the point score. That's where Tommy Raymond's training now. Well, Noosa Swim Club. Yep, yep, they won the point score. Karina Lees, um, she was over there as, uh, I'm assuming, the head coach or the the acting head coach. I'm not sure what her and JR are doing at the moment or however that's working. But, um, yeah, she had had bloody, she has taken over heaps of lanes in the the pool where we were doing the training um, with numbers, mind you. I'm not saying she was just taking them over because she's Korean Lee, uh, Olympic medalist, but she, she had big numbers uh, and the team performed really, really well. So congratulations to the Noosa Swim Club, the coaches and the swimmers and, and everyone uh, involved there because that, um, yeah, that was pretty impressive. And well done, as I said, to the winners. Well done to everyone else, but I don't want to go through all of those. I'm also staying away. There was, a really, there was an interesting name from one of the Japanese swimmers, Shannon, that, I mean, I can't say it. Didn't you say it last time? I didn't say it. David Clark said it, but he said it properly. He said, Imafuku. Now, oh, yeah. that's not how I would say it. That, yeah, because yeah, he's a professional, David, right? This, he's a professional. This is what he does. It's not how I would say it. It's not how I read it. Imafuku is, uh, but he did well too. He actually won the 5K. And he, was, he did he did really well. I was trying to find him to get a photo with him, but I, I couldn't everywhere I turned, he, he's, he was gone. So uh, congratulations to everyone who went over. Um, the New South Wales teams as well um, did a really good job. Uh, so, yeah, no, it was a good week. I heard um, that there could be a relay next year. Well, we had a relay this year. What sort of a relay? What do you mean? Oh, maybe it must have been on, for New South Wales. Do they have a relay for New South Wales at the New South Wales champs? Oh, no. Ah, so hey, not, maybe that's, that's maybe them putting it in there. It is good fun. I must admit, we had a, we put a, a relay in for the first time. Um, we came 12th or something overall, but it was just a bit of fun. It was good. What is it? 12, is it 1,250 metres per person? Is that how they do it? Yeah. So the, you start how you normally start. Um, Skull start on the line, boom, where you go. They swim around, they come through, and then your whoever's going next is is waiting on the finish line and there's a noodle that goes across the finish line. It's super high-tech, this stuff. There's a noodle. <laughs> How <laughs> big's the noodle? 
there's a noodle that goes across. It's like it's, it was pretty much like the noodle you have at your, in your backyard pool. Anyway, the noodle goes we're across. We're talking about a sport that's still in its infancy. Well, Is that just, what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. There was a noodle. Anyway, <laughs> so you hold on to the noodle and then you've got a high five. You've got to give each other the hot tag, and but your elbows have got to be up high. Tag, and then away you go, and then the next person goes. Um, I think the I've only- been in running races in the 70s like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, for us, because the swimmers kept saying to me, what do we do? What do we do? And I said, well, I've never been involved in this before. We'll all figure it out together. And they're like, no, well, what do we do? I said, well, I can't imagine it's that elaborate and high tech. Like, it's it's going to be pretty basic, like, and it, and it was. Well, you were correct. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the only thing I would probably say that I wasn't a huge fan of is um, the, the swimmers who were waiting for their turn had to wait on the sand and then when it was time, they swam out and went to the noodle and they yeah. were kind of just standing there in the sun the whole time and kind of, yeah, it's just, it's probably not conducive to going out and swimming super fast straight up, especially if you're the last person to, you've been yeah. just standing on the beach waiting. Um, I'm not sure how they do it internationally. Um, I'm sure people can, committees can get together, Shannon, and come up with ways to do changeovers and things like that. But I mean, it worked. It was simple. It worked hold the noodle, come in, high five, and away you go. But, um, yeah, it was a good job. You um, see that uh, process in an international meet, though. Is that what you're saying? I don't think they do it with the noodle in <laughs> <laughs> international events. No, I don't think so. Uh, I, I don't I know think so. Uh, European Championships, open water, it's a time trial basis. Mm. So do they do that at all in Australia? No, I don't think so. Maybe they should. Mm. No, well, I mean, it's hard with 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 the Bustleton venue. It's hard because where you feed off, I think sometimes they use pontoons and stuff. But where you feed off in Bustleton, like it's it's the jetty pontoon area is too high. Like you yeah. wouldn't be able to do that sort of stuff off there. So I guess maybe because of the venue, they had to change tax and and do something a little bit different. The venue that we're back at again next year, just hopefully. I heard, I heard that. Yeah, just tell us, all right? Just put the information out there, Swimming Australia. If every Tom, Dick and Harry on the street knows that that's where it's going to be, <laughs> just tell us. That's all I ask. So people can book their Airbnbs, they can book their flights, they can get settled in. Um, but, yeah, no, it was good fun. It was a good week. Um, I enjoyed it. And, and as I said, I think um, – um, the the venue itself is nice when you're there, but you know, five yeah. hour flight, three hour drive. I got stuck in. Tra- oh my god, Shannon! I nearly missed the plane to come home. <sighs> Partly because I'm just a space cadet that just you know I just wing it. I'm not I'm not really a guy that's thirty minutes early for things. I just rock and roll five minutes in, and I'm there. Hey, I'm here, <laughs> and so so. Uh, I left, uh, it's about a three hour drive, give or take, but I, I left with a bit of time and straight into traffic, straight into traffic on the highway, something, you oh, know, this isn't good though, cause I'm kind of going to be right on time here. So, cause I got the hire car, you got to take the hire car back and get mm. a shuttle. And there's a little bit extra to do here. Did you fill it full of petrol? <sighs> well, I did when I, when I left Bustleton. So anyway, so we're stuck. Oh, in traffic. Yeah, I was earlier. Stuck in, tra- stuck in traffic, stuck in traffic. It's only a little car ride. It, it, it did well on petrol. And then uh, got a bit of a good run and then stuck in traffic again. So I'm like, oh, 
whoopsies, we're getting in trouble here. This is getting, you know, because, you know, you've got your GPS that tells you what time you're going to arrive and that's just yeah. getting later and later. And I'm thinking, oh, no, I might have really done it this time. So then you call the call my wife. Well, there's a mistake. I shouldn't have done that because now, now I've got her senses heightened. Now she's on like, you're going to miss that. You're going to miss that. You're going to, you might as well call them and rebook it now. You might as well rebook it now because if you miss it, then you've got to pay for the extra flight. <sighs> all right, no, no, it's all right. We can do this. So I'm still back on myself. <laughs> we can do this. So, uh, and then I call the, the hire car company. And they're like, uh, yeah, no, that's fine. If you just bring it straight in, whatever. You needed you... a noodle changeover. Yeah, yeah we're doing the hot tag. <laughs> so um, they're like, no, no, that's fine. Whatever you don't fill up, we'll just deduct from from your card from the because you did. They take the bond. Yes. So I said, okay, all right, that's fine. So I know in my head now I don't have to stop. So anyway, the last shuttle that leaves to go to the airport is at two thirty. My GPS is saying two twenty nine. I'm arriving. And there is no more shuttles after this. I'm not making this up, by the way, people. This is this is what's happening. I'm sweating. And anyway, so 228, because I did a bit of uh, creative driving in the last in the last 20 minutes, <laughs> a little bit of zig and zag and in and out. 228, arrive, um, go in, pass the, do the hot tag, throw the keys over. The shuttles, literally the guys there going, last people, jump on, get to the airport, Luckily, there's nobody really through through the baggage and stuff like that. So, or baggage check. So, you go. I quickly got through, got to my gate, and they were um, the last say thirty people were there lined up walking on, and I was like, oh, thank <laughs> God, oh, I did it, I did it. And well, you know, my wife said she's like, you know, I really wished you'd missed that because now you're still never going to learn. <laughs> I said, well, you're probably right. You probably. I just don't like wasting time at airports. Who wants to sit around the airport? Oh yeah. I just like to get in, get on it, fly over, and get off it. What's the best airport you've ever been in? <sighs> oh, well, there's been some good ones. The one at Singapore was pretty nice. Yeah, I, I would have to say that'd be if I, you know, that movie. What was that movie where he got? Is stuck it with Tom me? Hanks? Yeah. If I had to get stuck in an airport. I'd say Singapore. It's, yeah. Unless you could lie down and go to sleep on the carpet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, well, because we, we did Singapore on the way over to Europe, so we didn't get to stay for very long. Um, but I remember walking around thinking, geez, I wish we'd had a couple of days here, like just to wander <laughs> around the airport, get out, have a look around. But uh, probably, I think Singapore was probably the better one, yeah. Yeah. But I don't like spending too much time in airports. Just get me in and get me out. Um, now, Shannon, so in some other news while we've been away uh, with uh, Australia Day the other day, which you know, some people say is still controversial, we'll stay away from that. However, uh, Emma McKean was named Young Australian of the Year. So congratulations to Emma and, and the McKean family. That's pretty pretty big accolade. Yeah, I, I sent my well wishes to, uh, to Ron and uh, Susie. Yeah, I, I was... Um, Someone asked me, it's like, why this year and why not, you know? I did think that myself. I was like, she is deserving, but yeah. this year? Like, well, she, maybe she should have got it, yeah. you know, when she was smashing it and getting all those accolades and greatest Olympian uh, in terms of results. So, anyway, yeah. but congratulations to her. She definitely, so we're not saying she doesn't deserve it, definitely deserves it. So, 
Um, maybe maybe they've got a list, Shannon, and they've got to tick the boxes and she was on for this year. Yeah. Someone said, uh, the, I do know the reason why it wasn't last year. Okay. Um, so I won't, won't get into no, that. Shannon's a man of mystery. Likes to likes to just drop things like that. Well, we'll call it twenty twenty one. She would have. <laughs> Today's episode of the podcast is proudly brought to you by Arena Australia. Arena are the very best swimming brand in the business. Whether you're after the best race suits, racing training goggles, training aids, or even team gear for your clubs, Arena Australia are the way to go. If you don't believe me, just look up on the blocks at the finals of most events at either nationals or international events, and you'll see the arena logo front and center on the fastest swimmers' race suits. They just are the best. Head over to arenaswimming.com.au right now for all the latest sales and discounts, and let them know that Off the Block Swimming Podcast sent you. But anyway. Yeah, well, 100%. But no, congratulations to her. And as I said, um, the McKean family, it's a pretty big honour and accolade for her. So well done. Um, now, mate, some other news and notes that I've got around here before we wrap this up today. It's a quick one today. Um, Shannon and I both got a lot of things going on, but we are committed to making sure we're getting content out to you guys. So um Shark attacks, Shannon, and basically off the back of open water too, which there was none, by the way. There was no sharks or shark sightings. A few dolphins, though. Could you imagine doing 10K, you're busting your foot for five, you've got two laps to go, and all of a sudden you see a fin fly underneath you while you're swimming? Because that happened to a few swimmers while they're out there. The dolphins were playing around underneath people. and Pretending they were sharks, were they? Well, you don't think. Like, once you look at it, you, everyone knows dolphins and sharks look different. But when you're swimming 10K and you're, you're halfway through it, you're not, you, you're not got your wits about you to differentiate between a shark and a dolphin. You just see a fin and go, what the hell, I'm just going to keep going and pretend I didn't see that. So there were some dolphins over there playing around, but uh, there was a shark attack in Sydney Harbour. Yeah, bull shark. Yes. Um, they're blaming the warmer weather um, or the, the warmer water, and it's a, it's a bit more um, shark-friendly. But, yeah, now you and I were talking before um, in terms of sharks. The bull sharks are the ones you don't really want to have around you because they're super unpredictable. They're always sort of aggressive just by nature. They're not really um, – not that all the other sharks aren't, but, you know, bull sharks, they, they just do their own thing. Um, they can go wherever they want. and um, So hopefully that, that woman's all right. Um, I don't think it's going to stop people from swimming around out there, but – um, have you ever had any encounters, Shannon, or been around a shark or something's happened where you're like, oof, lucky I got out, I just saw that? Or fishing, you were fishing maybe and you saw one? Oh, I was on a holiday in 1994 and uh, there was way too many sharks around. There was reef tips, but then the, the hammerheads came in. I love and hammerheads. And the reef, I was out with the reef tips, so, you know, and, then, you know, people were saying, oh, there are only reef tips, you know, I'm like, well, they're still bigger than a dog. <laughs> that's Shannon's, that's Shannon's measuring stick. If they're bigger than a dog, I don't want to be around it. Wouldn't jump the fence and play with the bloody Rottweiler, would you? You know, like <laughs> I'm not getting in the water with you know 400 reef tip sharks. No. So. Well, especially because how do they get them there? I don't know if you're allowed to legally anymore, but they kind of you know. 
put some food in the water and chum the waters a little bit and get attract fish and attract sharks and so a lot of the time when you get lots of them like that like you're saying they've they've come around for food so they're ready <laughs> they're yeah, hungry they're ready up on the great barrier reef and uh but anyway, and then the hammerheads came in the following yeah. day and there was, wasn't was one or two of them either. And the guy that was going, I won't tell his, you know, his name, but he was going, ah, oh, they're just the ones. Anyway, so the next day, and I went out, there's about three or four of us, and I'm, I'm not getting in, I'll just drive the little dinghy. Anyway, <laughs> he's he's gone in back first and before you could say Crocodile Dundee, <laughs> He's in the boat again, <laughs> and his eyes were <laughs> and he just couldn't get it out fast enough. Another <laughs> 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 one went in the water for about three days, just stuck on this little island with mutton birds. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But you know what I wanted to bring up? Yeah. Um, and uh, we didn't get time the other day, but um, the American record went by Katie Douglas. In the time oh, of yeah. oh yeah, yeah, I, I saw that the other, yeah, yeah. So she's number five in the world now. So okay. two nineteen thirty, and um, I think I think she's their fastest freestyler as well. So um, you don't see that very often, do you? Well, no, you don't see that very often, and um, yeah, maybe the freestylers have got to lift their game in America. Mm, so. You don't, yeah. I mean, congratulations. Uh, to her, but yeah, you don't see that. I, I want to say very often, you don't really see that at all. No, well, I mean, Sally Foster is Olympic finalist in turn of breast. I coached her, she could punch out a pretty good 50. Um, mm. 100 hurt her a little bit, but uh, in the suit era, she swam, uh, I think, 54 low, um, and she was 20. 24-9 for the 50, you know, going back 15 years or so. Do you think that will hinder her progression, though, from that time? Because she's her training program is obviously going to be varied and different where some of the yeah. genuine breaststrokers are obviously not doing as much freestyle as she'd be doing. Yeah, or I mean, who, really... who knows she, which way she's going, training, you know, is she training more free or I would think she's has would have to be doing a certain amount of breaststroke um, and where is she going to go? Like, yeah, looking at the top 10 performances, you got the Russian girl on 217.55, and then um, the South African Schoenmaker yep. on 218.9. So, looking at the top 10, she's been that three, she's been under 223 times, um, but hasn't done it since 2021. Who's that? It's a little bit Usual, but she's the Olympic champion. Shinemaker. Yeah. Yeah, she hasn't really struck a blow as much since since the Olympics. No. So um, I know she went 220 recently, so that's probably the fastest she's been since. Um, yeah, I mean, if the, if the Russians are allowed to compete, uh, it's going to be an interesting event. I, I remember, you know, the predictions for... Rio were a 218, mm. uh, and that never came off. So it's one of those events that can be quicker in seasons and at other meets. Um, so, but um, it, it was certainly an interesting race uh, in Paris this year. Um, 
Oh, yeah. now she's now she's throwing that time down. Obviously, yeah. You certainly, you would think. I mean, from an individual point of view, that's the event she's got to be training for, wouldn't it? You know, yeah. I mean, she, she's not going to win an individual medal in the fifty or hundred free. No, well, certainly, if you're looking at just purely um, competition. And and the numbers around and and what yeah. they're able to do, as we said, she she's she's no mug in in the hundred free, but certainly if you're up in the top, would you say she's in that? There's only three or four that have been around those times at the moment. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I agree with you. Um. Well, I'm just trying to think. Since Tokyo, she, she's the second person to get under two twenty since. 20, the 2021 Tokyo Olympics. So, yeah. um, so she's in esteemed company. Um, right, well, congratulations to her. And I, I guess, yeah, over the next uh, five months, six months, we'll we'll keep an eye on it, see what happens at World Champs. That's coming up as well, which is super weird, but it's happening. So is think, that in two weeks? Yeah, it's not far away. Yeah. Do a bit of a podcast with Bobby Hurley soon and – um, give everyone a bit of info in terms of the Australian team and, and all the other teams heading over. Bobby's fantastic with his knowledge, especially of all the Europeans and stuff like that. Bobby's fantastic with his knowledge in general. Some of the stuff he can spit out about European swimmers and junior European swimmers and things like that, I think I didn't know who that guy was. And he's telling me his PBs and his splits and his... So Bobby's very on top of it and uh, certainly the man to go to when you're trying to prove your world champs, that's for sure. So... Um, mate, my final question for you to wrap up today, and this is a question really everyone can ask themselves because there is a $200 million Powerball, I think, coming up this week. And we always ask these questions. <laughs> what would you do if you won the lotto? Would you tell people? Would you not tell anyone? Would you just go out and splurge? Would you quit your job? Everyone's always got their ideas of what they'd do. I've always said, Shannon, I would, firstly, I wouldn't tell. I don't think I'd tell people. Yeah, I agree with that. I wouldn't tell anyone. People say, well, you're your family. My family, they'll be the worst. They'll yeah. be straight into me. I'm not saying I wouldn't look after them and give them, a, but they wouldn't know that I've won the. They just think I'm probably the the business is doing well. And probably just send them little brown paper bags. Yeah, Rob, the business must be doing well, and Robbie's trying to give back to his family that supported him. Uh, but what what would you do? Have you yeah, ever thought so, about it? Do you go in the lotto? Uh, I used to for a bit. I, I, I've never been regular, um, but there probably was a year or two. Um, I think when I just first came back from Europe, actually, yeah. um, in 2018 and 2019, so I was really desperately trying to um, uh, win some some sort of form of money so I could retire. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it, it probably goes, it, I ebb and flow. Like if I'm enjoying the squad that I've got and I feel challenged, yeah. uh, I don't go in lotto. If I can't see anything and no one's keeping my interest, I'm trying to win lotto. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Where would you buy? If you so you've won lotto, you've won yeah. <clears throat> two hundred mil, so you can go literally anywhere in the world, really, if you want to go live there. Are you, yeah. Where are you going? Your Scandinavian countries again? Mm. That's a that's a toughie, eh? 
Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Because it, that's why I reckon sometimes it's, it's a bit of a curse. Hey, oh, yeah, you, a few houses. you could set up all around the world, really. But um, it's a bit of a curse, too, because no one's really meant to have that much money. So all of a sudden, mm. your brain would just be an overload with the possibilities of, of yeah. what you could do. I always thought I'd, I'd build a pool, and then I think, I don't know if I want that either now. You're well, look after it. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe build it, sell it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably have an underground secret man cave garage. Oh, yeah. I'd have bunker. to get have to employ people to look after the cars. Mm. Yeah, a I'd bunker. Go in and drive it out and off I'd go. For when the world blows up. I'd probably Champion. get an apartment in Monaco. Yeah. Um and yeah, Get yeah. If, if you buy places, then you got to maintain them, eh? And eh. so I think, yeah, you wouldn't have to with that much money. You wouldn't even have to invest. You just spend. No. Yeah, you know. So especially when, especially at, at what time of you know your life you got it as well. Yeah, I'd probably set something up for my kids, but I wouldn't tell them. No, otherwise they'd do. Yeah, they'd just. Put, it, put the tools down and go to, go to sleep, wouldn't they? So, my mum would start sending me real estate. She'd be like, what about this one? What about that one? What about this? I'd be like, mum, you've never wanted to live in New York in your life. Why all of a sudden you go, why, what, what am I getting this stuff for? I'd be doing yearly holidays overseas. Oh, yeah. But no, I, I wouldn't be telling anyone. Biannually holidays. Wouldn't have enough time to, to work, so. No, nah. but I, I wouldn't mind. Like, I've always thought I'd... You know, with off the blocks, I'd probably still keep my toe in in the business, and just so that way you're still keeping your brain a little bit active with doing stuff. But you'd, you'd employ someone to do all the stuff you don't want to do. Yeah, and then you just pop back in after your holiday yeah. for two or three weeks, shake everyone's hand, "Good job, mate. Good job, mate. All right, I'm off. Where are you going now? I'm going to the Bahamas. You know, and then you just go back away again. Would you go watch sport? Oh yeah, there's heaps of different places I'd love to go. Hey, the Australian Open was good, eh? Young Italian guy won. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, I've it's never been. Down. I've been to tennis in when it's in Sydney, yeah. um, but I've I've never been to the Australian Open, so that'd be good. I've never been to the MCG for a for a, a Boxing Day test, even though nobody else was this year either. So I don't know if anybody watched. The, <laughs> if anybody else seen the the stands, they certainly weren't packed like they used to be. So that was disappointing. But yeah, there's plenty of places I'd love to go. Mm. You just yeah, yeah, you can map it out. I'm sure my wife would love that if we spent our millions traveling watching sport. She couldn't, I can't, but she'd think fantastic. I'd be at the front of the plane too. That's the other thing I'd be definitely doing. <laughs> I mean, no more cattle class. Yes. Oh, I'm glad you well, glad you said that. So I, I I paid for a little bit extra on the flights. Five hour flights. So I thought I'll pay a little bit extra. You don't get up the business class, but you get a bit more legroom. Yeah. Well, what they don't tell you is you get a, le a lot less ass room as well because <laughs> these are like super slim lined. So you get more more leg space, but I'm little. I don't even need leg space. So <laughs> you get squished into these little things. You don't even get a tray out in front of you. The tray comes from the side. So anyone that knows me knows nothing. If anything's coming from the side, it's cutting off. You know, I've got a bit of extra room at the front, you know, so I need space. 
So in the end, it was a horrible idea. I paid all this extra and I was like, oh, man. You don't need leg space. You need butt space. Yeah, I need butt space. So I've decided I think we've got to become members and sit at the front because at the front of Virgin, the, there's just two seats in the business oh, yeah. area. Oh, those people will live in the dream. They're getting, <laughs> getting drinks brought to them just every all the time, cheese and crackers and they would they will live in the dream those people so i think that's the that's the geo next time because that it just so you were on virgin not Qantas. yeah i prefer virgin i like virgin they've got in-flight entertainment they've got an app that you can always just use have you ever done the extra leg room in Qantas? no is it good oh i haven't no (laughs) so i've actually always wondered so you're the first person that i've actually no, but you've, yeah. you've booed it, so I'm thinking. Well, oh. I only because well, you're you're as tall as I am. Like we we don't need it in the end, really. I yeah. need more butt space. I, I'd like to be not be right next to old mate on top of me. That's what I'd like. Yeah. So in the end, I'm like, well, I tried this, but yeah, wasn't worth it. <laughs> wasn't worth it. I had a flight back with a one and a half year old boy named Charlie, who was trying to drink my Jim Beam and grab my ham cheese toasties. <laughs> Oh, no, he was kept trying. No, no, that's not for you. And he's luckily his grandpa was sitting with him. He said, Oh, he's getting thirsty. So, um, it's just luckily that you know, I've had a daughter now and I'm around kids all the time that it didn't bother me. But I could imagine if you were someone who didn't have kids and you had this one and a half year old all over you the whole time trying to steal your food. But, uh, anyway, no, it was, it was a, a good flight back with uh, Virgin. Now I like Virgin better, but each to their own. Qantas always just seems to be a bit more expensive. That's all. Yeah. But anywho, all right, let's wrap it up. So thank you very much for everyone for joining us. As we said, we we um, we've got a few things going on this week, but we wanted to make sure we jumped back on and uh, had a chat with you guys, uh, the loyal listeners. We've got you know. Uh, a great bunch of listeners, Shannon, that tune in every week. So it's always, as we say, important to us to make sure we get some content out. Sometimes you probably walk away writing stuff down. Sometimes you walk away scratching your head. Sometimes you might laugh. Sometimes you might say, I don't know about these two. I think the the legs are running out. But uh, you can't say we don't try. So um, thank you very much for joining us for another week. I hope everyone has a great weekend. What is what's on this week? Oh, we've got speedo sprints in Sydney. So we've got ACT champs here, but I'm only racing one or two people. So Oh, okay. And we've got speedo sprints, which for anyone who doesn't know is just between eight and thirteen and just fifty meter races. So it's really a development meet way to get kids involved. You don't actually have to be a member of a club to to do it as well, which I like that concept because it's trying to get people in. But um no, we've got that on and Hopefully the bloody weather changes, Shannon. My God, Sydney's become Brisbane. It's muggy. It's oh, it's disgusting. It's gross. Hey, just sitting back here in Canberra, living the dream. All the other people in Brisbane. <laughs> That's one thing I noticed about um, Bustleton. It was like there was hot days, but then the temp in the Arvo would drop and the nights would be cool and the mornings would be really cool. Like the water was way warmer than yeah. outside. Then it'd get nice and hot, probably similar to Adelaide. It'd get yeah, nice and warm, and then it sounds very similar. Drop again. So I was like, "Oh, I like this. This is all right." You can but sleep well at night, eh? Yeah, oh, I had good sleeps. Yeah. Anyway, don't get me on a rant. See you later, everyone. Have a good weekend, and we'll see you all next week.
See everyone. Thanks. Today's episode of Off the Block Swimming Podcast is proudly brought to you, as always, by Pro Swim Workouts. Nico and the team at Pro Swim Workouts have been supporters of the podcast from day one and continue to support the show and the coaching community more broadly with their platform, proswimworkouts.com. Head over to the website right now and become a member to receive all the exclusive content, whether it's programming, in and out of the water, thought-provoking articles, or even just sharing of ideas. It is a one-stop shop. And for all those just looking to browse, head over to proswimworkouts.com to find free workouts, podcast tips, jobs available, and so much more. So what are you waiting for? I'll say it one more time. Head over to proswimworkouts.com right now and let Nico know that Off The Block sent you. 